Hey everyone, welcome back to the Jamie Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So my guest today is a gymnast who was recently featured on the UCLA Bruins gymnastics team. My guest today is Gracie Kramer. Has gymnastics always been something you have always been passionate about? Absolutely. I think um, since I can remember, I mean, the way that it happened for me, it wasn't necessarily, um, you know, the typical way to get into a sport. Um, my dad's an orthopedic surgeon, so he works with a lot of pro surfers and just pro athletes in general. But this guy um, was a surfer and he stayed with us after a surgery. And to say thank you for us hosting him, he bought us a trampoline and we just started messing around on it. And like, I started teaching myself flips at like a really early age, like probably age four. Oh, wow. And yeah, my mom was like, you're going to kill yourself. So then thankfully they put me into gymnastics and I've just loved it ever since. Like, I honestly don't really think there's been a moment where I thought about walking away from the sport. Like Mm -hmm. I obviously have moved to different gyms. I've moved, um, you know, different levels and all that, but like never once did I, you know, want to stop doing gymnastics. It's always been a part of my life. Oh yeah. What made you fall in love with the sport? Um, I think for me, it's an incredible outlet. It was something that originally was used to like get all my energy out Mm -hmm. during the day, but it then became kind of like the structure of my life it's structured I basically everything I did outside of the gym was structured around gymnastics so yeah even school was structured around gymnastics um you know my social life was you know very minimal but like when I did have a little bit of social time like it was obviously structured around practice and um even you know more so in college because it was encouraged by the coaches you know, you show up to practice, you have a very set schedule, and then they help you schedule your classes around practice. And there's no like scheduling classes during practice. So then that was still kind of the theme throughout college. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's wild that now it's like, I used to hate having that much structure. But then it's like, now I look back and I kind of miss it Mm because it's so nice knowing like, okay, well, I have this at this time, this at this time. Yeah. And you go into, like, real life, and you're like, wow, like, someone's not telling me what to do or when to do it. Yeah. kind of have to figure that out myself. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I really did like the structure at the end of the day and um, the camaraderie of, like, your teammates and just, like, going through the struggles together. Mm-hmm. You don't – I mean, you think it sucks in the, in the moment, but, like, when you look back again, it's like, that helps you grow so much with the other person or with your teammates. And I mean, to this day, like my teammates are my family, even from club gymnastics back in high school. And like, it's just such a cool bond that you get to have that Mm -hmm. hopefully lasts a lifetime. What would you say is the biggest challenge in the daily life of a gymnast? Time management. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say time management and just like prioritizing things um that really need to get done like especially in college I mean school work is a lot more mm-hmm. rigorous so um I was terrible with procrastinating and like I didn't really figure it out until like I got into like end of my sophomore year mm-hmm. um probably like, mid-sophomore year was when I started, it really started clicking that like yeah. okay if I get this done now while I'm like not doing anything odds are like 
something's going to pop up later and I'm going to want to do it. Mm -hmm. So hopefully my homework will be done. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that was a huge thing. And then it just created so much more balance for me as an athlete. I didn't feel like I was always cramming for stuff. I was always stressed out. I was always playing catch up. I I always kind of felt like I had an extra step ahead of everyone else. Yeah. Like did the schoolwork and I got ahead and, I just kind of always felt like I was on top of it a lot more. And yeah. And again, it eliminated that stress. So it was, yeah. um, it was really hard figuring that out though, as an adult, like, mm-hmm. you don't, I mean, in high school, you don't really have the same, um, like requirements because right. you have a teacher telling you all the time, like when to do stuff. And mm-hmm. then in college, it's like, you just have tests and you're supposed to somehow mm-hmm. like, teach yourself throughout that process almost yeah plan ahead Mm -hmm. so you can yep so yeah have you ever like been in the gym and you were like you'd be like out like maybe like the floor and like you're like working on homework while like a couple other girls are like working on like beam or bars or something like that oh absolutely so many times like I had to memorize it was so funny I had to memorize like theater lines like I wasn't even a theater major but I took a theater class mm-hmm. um just for like a little GE and I remember like having my paper next to me on vault and like reading it in between turns because I'm like trying to memorize it as I'm going oh my gosh that's hilarious. I had to like perform that day and I was all nervous that's but, amazing oh yeah and we had thankfully we had like a den um which was like an upstairs mm-hmm. little like lounge with like a um kitchen locker room showers so that and they had a conference room too so like immediately after practice ended like we'd either run up shower and go to class or like if we had time in between we'd go up to the conference room do homework study mm-hmm. um whatever we could do in that time frame because practice was like four hours long so yeah took up some time oh yeah <laughs> so if you don't prepare accordingly it just mm-hmm. can kind of catch up to you oh yeah which event is your favorite and least favorite to compete in Huh. Um, I mean, overall, bars is my least favorite. I hated bars. It looks so, so much. hard. Um, oh my God, it's so hard. It's so hard. And I just think, like, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's a different breed of people that can do bars well. Like, mm-hmm. your body's just, you're just very good technically. And I was not very technically sound. Mm-hmm. So, my, all my um, flaws kind of fell through the cracks on that one. Like, oh, yeah. Bars really exposed me for sure. Oh, um, yeah. Bars was the toughest by far. I never even did, I didn't even, like train bars in college. Um, and then floor was my absolute favorite. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I love watching floor videos on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Of just so like fun. ever anybody just flipping around they make it look so easy and I'm just like uh yeah it's it's definitely it, it's a process like training to build up that cardio um mm-hmm. your timing your air awareness just your rhythm and in, in general like it's wild how many things um go into it mm-hmm. but once the prep is done it's so fun to compete it because then you know you've already done all the work to now you can yeah. kind of just enjoy the enjoy the ride and enjoy the benefits of all your training. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's important to show off your personality while you're competing? Absolutely. I think a lot of times people think that floor is the only event you can show your personality, but I don't know. I have, I've had a few teammates that have done an incredible job at showing 
um, their personalities on theme and even like their vault celebrations and their bar celebrations. Like Mm -hmm. so many times, um, you think that someone did an incredible job on an event and like, maybe it looked really good to like, maybe the naked eye, but when the athlete like comes down and, but they still held base and like, they pretended like it was great. But then mm-hmm. after they'll be like, oh my gosh, I totally messed this part up. You're just yeah. like, wait, what? Like you performed all the way through uh-huh. and it, you made us all believe that you, it was like, you meant to do that. And so uh-huh. that's where the differentiation kind of comes into play with mm-hmm. certain athletes and level of athletes caliber wise, because like someone like, I don't know if you know, Ping Ping Lee, like she's, you know, the epitome of a great athlete because she kept face all the time. Like she was always performing mm-hmm. and like, even when her you know, series on beam is like literally off the beam and she somehow manages to stay on. Like she never let down. So Mm -hmm. to me, that's what I love doing on floor. And like, I think I I got really good at it, Mm -hmm. but like, I still look up to so many of the other girls that were able to do that on every event and just perform all the way through regardless of how they actually did. Oh yeah. How did college gymnastics prep you for going pro? Um, so I would say everything, like everything I learned in college, especially with someone like Miss Val, um, my coach in college, she prepped us for every, like everything in life, honestly, Mm -hmm. like media training. We did tons of team challenges that required, Uh um, us to do like public speaking. We did a lot of stuff where it would be like, okay, we have to do a debate and you have to like debate this one thing in front of everyone and you have to incorporate like an SAT word. You can't say like, or, um, like it was, yeah, it's a lot. And so just stuff like that just really put, always kind of kept me on my toes. Um, helped me learn, you know, the qualities that eventually will play into kind of what I'm doing now. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I'm doing like stunts now and hopefully training for a lot of stuff like that. And like, Mm -hmm. like a stunt um, double, even just, I'm sorry, like a stunt double. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Like a stunt woman. Yeah. Hopefully. That is really cool. Um, (laughs) That's so cool. So stuff like that. I mean, and like, even, I mean, she always talks about like hurrying up and waiting. So doing commercials and stuff like that. I never realized like the extreme, like this extremity of it, but like, Oh my goodness the hurry up and wait is just unreal like mm-hmm. my call time was at 9 a.m and I'm not going on until 6 p.m yeah mm-hmm. so and that, that's just the way of you know the industry but mm-hmm. um when you learn that from an earlier stage of your life like it just it's really cool to kind of see it unfold as you're growing up and mm-hmm. trying new things and jumping into new industries and all of that so a lot of things that I've, I've learned for sure. Oh, yeah. I think the best thing I learned was having a, a really positive attitude towards everything and just saying yes, like jumping into stuff and just being bold and being brave and not shying away from challenges. Oh, yeah. It's important to like say yes at the start because you never know what that yes could lead you into. Yeah, absolutely. What is something you would tell young Gracie about her future in gymnastics? Ooh. Um, stop being so hard on yourself. You're going to be just fine. Love it. Because I think when I was growing up, like, 
I went through this phase of just being so unbelievably tough on myself that it only just hurt me more. Like, I don't think I was able to blossom in that type of mental environment. And so when I started learning, like, I mean, it, it's, it went all the way up until college and it's like, I look back and I'm just like, wow, like I wasted all these years being so hard on myself and not enjoying myself when I could easily have been, you know, training hard, working hard, mm-hmm. but having a great attitude while doing it and having fun. And like, yeah. life's so short. Your gymnastics career is going to be short. Like it's going to go by so fast. So just enjoying every moment that you get and every opportunity that you have um, and not thinking so far ahead that it stresses you out. Like, I love that. Focusing on what you can control, not on the stuff that's like outside of your control. So I love that. Yeah. If you could go back and redo one competition or one routine in one competition, which competition and which routine would it be? Wow, that's a really good question. Um, redo. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my, my my senior year, my first routine of my senior year, I did forget my choreography, so I guess no one noticed but like thank god i just i got myself so worked up because i was so like i was so excited but i also put so much pressure on myself to do well my senior year that i just i don't know my warm-ups were terrible Mm -hmm. i got so like overwhelmed and got my own head so when i went out on that floor like i tried to just relax and like not be so like uptight and Mm -hmm. care so much and I guess I got distracted. I don't know. It was my first time competing in a big arena for a long time. Like, yeah. you take six, seven months off mm-hmm. from competing in an arena. I guess you get maybe a little overstimulated. But yeah. I think I, I think I covered it up okay. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't my favorite yeah. <laughs> accident that I had in um, a meet setting. But, yeah, I think, I mean, I don't like thinking about, like, things that I would change just because it made me who I am today and, like, there's so many routines that I totally like could regret Mm -hmm. and like could hate that I did. But like, I think that, you know, all my struggles led to Mm -hmm. my successes. So, Oh yeah. I don't really have regrets, (laughs) which is nice. Cool. Uh, how is college different from pro gymnastics? So I'm not like the typical pro gymnast because pro like we don't have like pro it's yeah, I didn't know a word to use a, yeah no it's just it's kind of an interesting concept but like there's girls who are on the elite track which will go to the olympics or train for the olympics eventually hoping to go there mm-hmm. um and then they can take they could not go pro and stay amateur and then not you know take any endorsement sponsorships yeah but now I guess it doesn't matter because the nil rules um waived so um, I guess you could pretty much go pro even if you're in college. Oh, um, with the NIL rule, but like when I was in college back in the day, it was like 2020, but yeah, um, you couldn't take like sponsorships, you couldn't take money for your name, image, and likeness. Uh-huh. So now I can, and I still do gymnastics, um, for like commercials for stunts, um, and all mm-hmm. that. So technically, I am professional. But I'm not, like, on the Olympic track. Yeah. So I don't want to, you know, confuse people. But, yeah. yeah. So the difference is is you make money and, like, you get really cool opportunities to utilize your name, image, and likeness and Mm -hmm. your talent for different things outside of 
the gymnastics world. Yeah. So gymnastics um, in college is very like just gymnastics and like you only train for your routine and you yeah. train your routine over and over and over again. But like in professional, it's like every single day is different. I'm learning something different every day. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zones. Like I'm trying different sports even like, um, and I'm allowed to now because there isn't nearly as much right. pressure yeah. to like stay healthy and like, cause you know, it's up to you now it's your career. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously it was like that before, but you had this accountability complex to your team. Right. So, um, you weren't really supposed to be like ice skating or rollerblading or mm-hmm. stuff like that. that could like put you in, um, put you in danger. You, yeah. Get you injured. Yeah. So that's been, it's been fun though. Oh Yeah. You can try out new things now that you don't have to yeah. worry about, like, breaking a bone or anything like that. Well, of course, you don't want to break a bone or anything like that, but you could be less conscious. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of your pre-meet rituals? Oh, there is a good amount. I mean, getting ready. A lot of times we would, um, when we traveled, we'd have roommates with our teammates. Mm-hmm. So, um you would just like room with someone random every time, which was so fun because you got to know everyone on a different level. And like, there wasn't just one specific person that you always roomed with. So yeah, you definitely got to get to know everyone, but um, just getting ready with like people and like listening to music, like putting on your makeup and like, I always braided everyone's hair. So like, <laughs> um, I you was were... like the hairdresser. Yeah. You were the team hairdresser. Like, yeah. I was like their go-to. So um, I would, like, make a little list of people that, like, were, like, getting their hair done at certain times to mm-hmm. keep track. And then, like, um, so that was always fun, too, just because they'd always be like, oh, my God, I love it. And I'm like, okay, great. And then they'd, like, go out and compete and do well. And I'm like, okay, it's good luck, you know? Yeah. Um, so I that did that hair. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it looks so good. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that was always super fun. I always did that. And then um, just, like, visualization was really really helpful for me and like breathing techniques kind of calming myself down um I was a very anxious competitor and so doing that just really helped kind of slow my heart rate ground me keep me from getting overwhelmed hyper stimulated all that um Mm -hmm. but yeah it was definitely uh it changed the game for me like competition wise Mm because I was a lot more consistent I wasn't flying out of bounds or flinging my body everywhere like I was very intentional mindful with what I was doing in the moment and I wasn't trying too hard to like overcompensate or rush through stuff because you know I was nervous yeah what are some of your favorite other universities that you got to visit while in college when you were traveling Mm. I mean competing at Utah is a different experience as a whole. I mean, it was like, because there are rivals, like in the Pac-12, mm-hmm. it was a little crazy. Like the fans are pretty wild and like, oh yeah, fans, so, oh, like, they yeah. don't really like you very much, but there are, you know, 13,000 people in their stands all the time. Like it was consistently that crowded. So it was wild to see that kind of support and that level of like attendance. But um, yeah, it was great. So that was always fun. And I mean, competing in poly is always great. So maybe I'm biased, but like that was definitely my favorite. Um, Where else have I competed? 
I mean, really just like anywhere. Cause I think like seeing different cultures of programs was really fascinating to me and like kind of seeing what the vibe was like, you know, just even in the college town with the people, with the fans and seeing like their mascots or like where they, you know, walk around and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. It was yeah. always um, a new adventure, like, every week. So oh, yeah. Part. Checking right. out universities and different campuses and, like, kind of maybe, like, comparing them to yours is always so fun. Yeah. It's it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's so weird to think that, like, wow, people, like, live here and, like, go to school here. But, mm-hmm. like, I go somewhere else. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's a weird concept. But... Yeah. Yeah, because my school is not, like, I go to a university, but it's not, like, big, like, not, like, pol- like college town, per se. And then yeah. if I go to, like, somewhere where it is, like, college town, it's like, oh, wow, this is, like, it's like you don't realize how opposite it is. Yeah. It's so different. Mm-hmm. Especially, and I can only imagine in different states, like, what college town maybe means in one state could be completely different from another. Absolutely. Yeah, like, I always wanted to compete in the SEC, but I never really got to. Like, I never, we never traveled, like, all that way. Mm-hmm. Um, the only place that we had to come to is like Oklahoma yeah but we I always wanted to compete like LSU or like Alabama and Mm -hmm. just see what it was gonna be like just because I knew their crowds were crazy too oh yeah it just looked electric out there oh yeah who are some of your gymnastics influences um there was a girl speaking of LSU Ashley Nat was a big one she was pretty much a superstar for them for all four years. Like, she would get, I mean, I don't know how many tens she got. She probably got, like, nine or something wild. Yeah, she is crazy good. That's nuts. But, um, just her, I mean, like, besides, like, her talent, like, the energy she brought to the floor and, like, her performance and, like, her swag. Like, when she'd walk out, she just looked like she owned that place. Oh, like, yeah. I love that feeling. That much confidence in that arena, especially. Like, it's one thing if you're, like, you know, you're, like, hot stuff at a smaller school. Mm-hmm. Because you're, like, I don't know. Just, like. Yeah, I know what you mean. Superstar. Mm-hmm. But she was on a team with, like, big names. She's in a huge arena with tons of people, tons of donors, tons of fans. Like, yeah, it was very intimidating. And, like, she just acted like she owned the place and so to me like that was that like flip of the switch moment where I was like wow like I just need to be like a boss like her like I'm gonna walk out there like I own the place or I'm gonna kind of flip that switch when I walk out on the floor and just Mm -hmm. pretend like you know I'm this boss and like eventually it just started feeling like I was and then it just kind of started clicking and like I'm not really like that intimidating when it comes down to like Mm-hmm. actually meeting people I'm just like kind of goofy and like quirky but like yeah um when I would walk on the floor like I just felt invincible oh and yeah best feeling I think it was all an attitude yeah yeah it's a great feeling having that invincible feeling in front of a bunch of people yeah it's pretty cool oh yeah if you were to win a gold medal at the Olympics and it was for one event which one would it be Lauren Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. sure. Easy question. Easy. What are your favorite type of shoes to wear on a day off? Oh. I wear these Air Force 90s, the Air Air Max 90s. That's what they are. Oh, yeah. I wear all white Air Max 90s, but they're not really white anymore. So 
I need to get new ones. But yeah, those are my go tos. Um, and then I also have these all white high top platform shoes because your girl's short, so I always have to have like a little platform on my shoe. Yeah. Love my high tops. They're fire. I love. I just bought a new pair the other day. I bought waterproof Converse. Oh, that sounds sick. They're sick. I'll, I'll have to show them to you once we're done. Oh yeah, for sure. What's your favorite cheat day meal? Oh my gosh, anything sweet, like, but like, cookies, pizookies. If you know what pizookie is, like from BJ's. Oh my goodness, it's like um another like. It's a combination of words. So it's pizza cookie. So think of a pizza, but it's a cookie. Oh, yeah. It's literally just a giant cookie with, like, ice cream on it. And it's so fire. Like, it's incredible. So I can eat that any day of the week. Um, Anything breakfast-related. Like, I love chocolate chip pancakes, waffles. Oh, yeah. Chocolate chip pancakes are my... There's this, like, diner restaurant about two miles from where I live. Oh, my God. And chocolate chip pancakes is my go-to when I go there. And they all know it. And they all know me there. So they see me and they... They're like, the usual? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and I get them with extra chocolate chips because at this place, if you don't say extra chocolate chips, it's like eating buttermilk pancakes with like a little bit of chocolate yeah. chips. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta get the extra for sure. Oh, yeah. And honestly, like breakfast for dinner, like that's the move when you do that. Like that's definitely the move. Yeah, if only the place was open for dinner. Yeah, true. It's only one of those like eight to three places. Mm. You, need a, you need a 24-hour diner. There aren't any by where I live. Oh, they're that for you. Yeah. You have to get good at cooking then. Yeah. If I ever move to like a big city, I'm sure there's going to be tons of those. But there isn't one. There aren't aren't any around here. (laughs) What is your guilty pleasure? Um. Hmm. Guilty pleasure. I don't know. Putting stuff into the cart when I go online shopping but not buying it. I was just like doing that. Before I came out here, I was just on Hot Topic and Pink and oh, Macy's. Yeah. I'll, I'll and... go on every, like, clothing brand that I know and mm-hmm. just add a bunch of stuff to my cart. And then I'll just, like, get emails being like, hey, you still have stuff in your cart? And I'm like, probably never going to buy it. Because Especially once you see budget, the total. But it's fine. Especially when you but see the total. It's fine. You just put it in my cart. I don't really know why. I just yeah. like it. Just watch it add up. Yeah. it's like you go on like free people like i could shop on free people like all day long and watching yeah. free people's like the card add up i'm like Ugh. I'm i was so- gonna say you buy one thing from free people it's like a whole paycheck so oh yeah i could i could easily blow a paycheck on free people but i <laughs> i learned that i learned no yeah it's easy to leave that stuff in the cart for sure because mm-hmm, it's so cute but it's so expensive <laughs> that and lauren moshi too are so cute but so expensive i don't know that one look it up it's uh, lauren moshi's an artist and she hand draws all her stuff before it gets printed on the clothing so everything that comes out is hand drawn but like so cool a sweater is like i saw this one cardigan that looked really cute it was like tan and it had like grace like stars on it there was like 175 dollars when you could get it probably for 35 at target if target had it yeah what's, maybe one day oh yeah maybe like i treat it only on vacations what's a fun fact that not a lot of people know about you 
Um, I'm very easily amused. Like, I kind of am like a little kid sometimes. Me but too. I like quickly can like be very mature. Like I bounce around a lot. Like, Me too. In my personality, like. I love Pixar movies and like I love yeah. I'm just kind of a like I'm a child little kid and like I have like a lot of energy too. So like when I do get those energy spurts, like it's pretty funny. But then like there are moments where I act a lot older than I am. So I don't know. I guess that's kind of a weird thing. I was gonna say literally, I'm just not scary. Like my floor teen, everyone thinks I'm scary because like that was my character. Like in Mm -hmm. my floor teens, like that was always the same theme. Yeah, so, but you're not. Um, I'm not scary. You're so not scary. You're like see me, and you think that you know me from my routine, and say hi. Yeah, I'll say hello. <laughs> yeah. What are three songs that are on your playlist right now? On my playlist right now, can I look? Yeah. Okay. Oh, "Dumb Love" by Mimi Webb. I like that song a lot. Ooh. I just like started listening to that and I like it's just such a vibe like her voice is so pretty mm-hmm. and I always like to pretend like I can sing like them so like I'll just be jamming my car just like trying to like hit those notes mm-hmm. but like obviously I can't but if I turn my music up loud enough I, I do the same so. I, I do the same thing I'll like bro- <laughs> I'll like turn on like a Broadway song like Adina Menzel belting and El- and Wicked and try to absolutely s- and try to sing it and I know I don't sound like that but like I just do it for the fun <laughs> yes for sure and then, what else? Um, Imported with Jesse Reyes and um, Black. I like that one. And there's this one song by Duckworth. It's called Michael. And it's just like, I don't know, it's like a feel-good song. Like I like feel-good songs. Like, it's so good. It's just like gets you like jumping. I don't know. Yeah, feel-good songs are always the best way to hype you up. Yeah. You need it. Everyone needs a good feel good song. But my playlists are all over the map. Like, oh, I like mine are country, too. I like rap. I like these sad songs. I, like, I have those literally where it's just like, I'm going to cry for like six hours if I oh want. Like, I could literally just like get in my feels for fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I was listening to a, one of my playlists the other day and they're so all over the map that it's like, I was listening to like, the, it was like a Hamilton song and then it was like Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> classics yeah oh yeah once again i've been speaking with gymnast gracie kramer i will see you all on my next episode where i'm chatting with actress gabrielle stone